0: Thank you for all of those who helped serving and playing. The Lord is good. Is He not? Can I hear an amen? Amen. Are you sleeping or what? Wake up, people. Praise the Lord. All right. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5 says this. Now, we are talking about... um, Submitting and becoming one. And the text says this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and I'm reading from uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Therefore, if there's any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion Then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves." Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Oh, what a hard thing to do, I tell you. These are all very hard things to do. I'm going to talk about them today. Last Sunday, we mentioned the idea and the importance of us becoming united in the kingdom of God. In the spiritual level, we are already under, war, under one umbrella, under one, um, one hand, under one body, where Jesus Christ is the head. So, we are in a journey together. We are still in the flesh. We are still in this body. One maybe more in shape, others not so much in shape. Like, my, I'm so half and half, whatever. Some are still walking strong. Others are uh, with a cane. Well, we're, we're, we're going. We're in a journey together. Praise the Lord. And it's wonderful. And we also mentioned that Jesus Christ has only one bride. And that's us. Some in shape and some not in shape, but we are just one group of people that are in the flesh, but that are together. So God expects this unity, by the way. Jesus died for it. And, of course, the reality shows that we are divided. We mentioned that last Sunday. Divided theologically, morally, spiritually, politically. Others have diverse ideas about how the church should run. And we're talking now basically inside and so on. But the Lord knows it is only the only way that we could somehow win the world over if if we become united amen do you want to be united with each other you want to be one mind well that's why you're here today i talk to you all about talk to you all about it so what is holding us back we talked about that in james chapter 4 we well, one of the things that holds us back from becoming united is the fact that there are some wars, some fleshly things that, that, uh, that are battle within us. What causes the fights among you, the quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? We talked. And that's from James chapter 4. You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. No, we don't fight, do we? No. Now, God opposes the proud, but He shows, this is important, favor to the humble. Here's Here's how we, this is the entrance door for us to become humble. We got to surrender our own desires. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. And if you don't, we will have quarrels and fights and struggles amongst ourselves. Somehow the Lord, with His mighty hand, has brought us together into one roof. And now we are sitting here. We are rubbing shoulders with each other. We are kind of fighting with each other once in a while. We have some harsh words to each other. And not necessarily, they are all, like, baited in love. Some I, in low German, we would say, Dem visa, which means, I'm going to show that guy. Whatever he thinks, I don't care. I'm going to tell him what it is. And some, some of those uh, harsh words not necessarily are uttered in love. They are uttered out of our own flesh. How do we have them? Well, like I said, we can become nasty sometimes. Why? Well, because we are a little proud yet. We have a pride yet in us, unfortunately. We are unwilling to submit. There is some greed in us because I want my things, I want my voice heard, I want my things to be done, and this is it. There's also, eventually, a hunger for power. Not good. Not good at all. Now, uh, back in the day, I had a wonderful privilege one day to travel to uh, Singapore. And in Singapore, we had this amazing conference... uh, Bunch of men came together from all over the world, and there was a teacher. Uh, forgot his name, and he shared to, with us the GGG complex. G G G. I talked to you about it. I think means girls, gold, and glory. These three things. They can dominate a man. Now, I'm not sure what can dominate a woman. You, you'll find a, a, an acronym for it if you want, if you wish, if you have time. But choose three picks. What is it that takes you or that kind of drives you if you are in the flesh? But for the man, for sure. Girls, golden glory. Girls goes for sex. Glory or gold goes for the money, and glory goes for power. We want to have the power. I want people to submit. What I say is what I say. Not so good. So we have a hunger for power. We also have We um, use of manipulation sometimes. We show eventually, and we're talking inside the church here. We, you know, the people outside, they are in the world. They haven't been born again. They are living in a different world, and they, it's, that's just the way they live. I'm talking inside. I'm talking the church people, us. And sometimes we show support to the leaders or even the pastor only to get what we want, and that has to do with manipulation. You come very kindly, very softly, ah, you know, you're... You know but in the reality you just want to turn the, this person to the way or have them think the way you want him to think or the leadership of the church and ultimately when uh, when all effort fail we become frustrated and instead of becoming supporter we become critics of what is going on in the body in the church their task and will ultimate Criticize leadership openly and drive out even the pastor. That's possible, you know. I remember back in the day, too, you know, uh, we we'll would do a, a, a heavy, heavy load type of service or type of message. I said, well, yeah, this is it. I'm fired. I'm gonna, they're going to fire me. But this one over this one, they're going to fire me. But then people, usually they would have lunch and yes, they would kind of um, lunch the pastor, you know, and uh, criticize and just this, this is it. But for me, um, you know, never, never really happened. Praise the Lord, and um, and I don't want you to um, take this personally, unless your heart, unless your heart has a problem. We're talking the church people, Christian evangelical church people, that they deal with, they deal with these things. If you're not dealing with those things, you're fine. But for some reason, we all do. And that is why the text that we just read is so very important. Therefore, if you have any encouragement... Now, we, we talk about the, the importance of, well, if I have greed, if I have the desire to manipulate or the, to have my power or my word being, being uh, my, this is what, we, what I want to do, or uh, my, my uh, uh, showing my... my uh, what's the word here? Uh, my unwillingness to submit, and my greed, and my hunger for power. If I have all these things, uh, I have to reexamine myself, and then I have to start looking, okay, what is it that I actually need to do to change it? Well, that if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, you see, if you are uh, united with Christ, you will start having words of encouragement to other people if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, it only can happen if you are in the Lord. Otherwise, you will manifest all the other, the bad uh, symptoms, symptoms of uh, the flesh. But if you are in Christ... By the way... In the Lord, or in Him, it shows up 170 times in the New Testament. 170 times it is written, in the Lord. we got to be in Him. From this relationship flows all benefits of what He wants us to be as a Christian, as a, a sojourner in the Christian faith. And the opposite would be selfishness and self-centeredness. This is when we are outside. We think we are in, but we are out. Then we will be selfish, we will be self-centered. And we will not do what we are supposed to do, and we will cause trouble inside the church. How in the world can we be united? We can't. So there's a connection between unity and union in Christ with the unity and union of believers. So, as mentioned last week, true unity in, in the church cannot occur unless people are genuinely united with Jesus Christ and have a genuine experiential knowledge of who He is. If you understand what Jesus did for us, if we really give it a thought, and we have surrendered, and we have been born again no longer the way we were. We are different now in the Spirit. So, then, in view of all the tremendous blessings that we have received in Christ, out of that, Paul now urges the church of Philippians to become united. It cannot happen before. We cannot, we can, we can show our Canadian respect. To each other, we can be very friendly, very kind to people. That's a natural thing. You maybe you learned it from your parents. Probably you did. You have learned from home to say thank you. Whenever somebody gives you something or does something for you, you have learned from home to be kind to people, to say kind words. But that you can do even in a natural body, in your natural way. And that will not necessarily bring unity in the body. For you and me to be united in the body, we need to be in Christ. It is a supernatural move that happened the day you became a believer, the day the Holy Spirit entered you. And it is only then that Paul here has the courage to ask the Philippians, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Now, like-minded, that's has to do actually with same thinking. Now, we always think about well, what? can we, Do we have to always think the same? No. But there's this word called proneo in Greek. And... It is a type of same thinking that is only possible in Christ. Because it lets go of our selfishness and of our selfless, our, our, our greed, or all the, the, the flesh things. It takes it away. They are no longer important. You have become humble, and now you are in Christ. And because you are in Christ, guess what? You are actually able to connect with somebody and have the same line of thinking and that is the beginning of unity that we need desperately nowadays because like we said people are shouting on all directions so this kind of same of, of same thinking only is possible in Christ so Paul wants the Philippians to think the same way and have the same mind have similar attitudes, concerns, and intentions. What is our intention in the church? What is your intention here? What do you want? There might be people want this. People have different preferences. People like this, people like that. No, we shouldn't do this. We should do this. I have my own ideas. It would be for me, this pulpit here probably would be in a different color. These things here, they would probably remove them because they look not too nice in a video. It would change things around here. Would, you know, we're talking about all these things that we need to do. Because not, uh, by, uh, at this point, there will soon be way more people watching on video than coming to church. And we want to reach the community. So we have to change things this the, the panels in the back here probably would have to darken them a little bit it 's too yellow. the lights are too yellow everything's my face is yellow, and the video doesn 't look too good. Just saying not that i 'm a good looking person, but we've got to change things there's a new people there 's a new group of people out there that we want to reach you know if you it 's the same thing you want to organize the house and you know at one point, like all these, these things, they, they, were, they, were, they were good. But is it not true that when somebody comes to visit your house, you clean it up? You want to make the person feel attractive to your house? Now, that's not necessarily a thing of the Holy Spirit. That's, you just, that's by nature. You want to clean up? Get it, everything nice. You don't want to have things thrown around. You want, to, you want to have it nice so that when people come, they, wow, your house is beautiful. Those are things we can do. That's for us to use our intelligence. And there's so many things we can do, and we will. Anyway, talking about preferences. Those are, those are minor things. But the Lord says, in me, you actually can have the same love. How big is your love, not just for each other, how big is your love for the one that's outside? That same love that I have for the lost out there is the one that should be in you too. We should have basically the same concern of people that we want to win. And we are not, at this point, since we are all Christian already, we have to start rethinking, we have to win the world Over. It is the outsiders that we need to uh, attract here. The insiders are already here. It's those we out there we need to bring. And He is the one, the Lord Himself. If we are in Him, we will attract others and we will love them. How much do we love them? What does it help if only one person loves? We need a whole church to love people that we want to win. That's why having the same love, being one in spirit, being, we have one idea. What is our idea? Why are we here? What do we want to do? You want to win the people. You want to build ourselves up. You want to reach out. You want to become a community-oriented church. You want to do all these things because prompted by the spirit because of our love for people. So that's why. You want to have it good here for us? But the text does says other, other way here. It says this. Do nothing, out of, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Selfish ambition. We want to keep control sometimes of things. This is the way it is. This is the way it needs to be. Is that selfish ambition? Who wants to keep control? And who should have the control of things? Jesus. And if we are in Jesus, I tell you, there will be unity as to what we want to accomplish. Great things are coming. I can't stand the empty seats here or the empty benches. Do you? Does that hurt you when you see so many empty places? Just, just look around. Just how many, empty, how many people can fit between you and the one, your neighbor? Just think about it. I know I'm being hard on you, but that's okay. I know you will forgive me. So I hope because we have the same love, right? So you gotta love me. Having the same love, being one in spirit, one in spirit, and one of mind. Do nothing out of nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. That's a hard one. The, your neighbor is more important than you. Really, I thought I'd. I thought I was the important one here. Well, according to this text, we are supposed to value others above ourselves. Now, and since we are already one body, we love each other already. Somehow, we got to think about there, our neighborhood, our friends. And for some reason, our coffee buddies uh, think about them or think towards them or even value others, value them above ourselves. Again, it can only happen in Christ. In the flesh, mm -mm, won't, 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 won't happen. And it goes even worse here. It says in verse 4, not looking to your own interests. We all have certain interests. Is it wrong to have interests? No. But when it comes towards the interests of others, would your interest, interest be able to, set, to, to wait, to step, to give a step back? yeah, I, I have certain things I would like to. I would love certain things. But are the things that I want, can they wait? Are there other more important things in my life? Or are there other important things in life, somebody else around me, close to me, that are more important? Am I willing to give a step back and say, Lord, yes, I know I I I can pray, I can ask for things, but it can wait. I want what you want first. I don't want my own things for my own whatever reasons. So not looking to your own interests, verse 4, but each of you to the interests of the others. And your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. That's what I want. In the name of Jesus. It is not really because of me that we need to learn to change our minds. It's because of the Lord. And I can tell you one thing. It is a miracle, or a miracle will happen right in this place if all of a sudden our hearts start binding together. Great things, beautiful things, powerful things will take place here. If all of a sudden... Our love, my own interests all of a sudden, I can't wait, can't wait. And all of a sudden, the interests of others come ahead. Miracle after miracle after miracle. Salvation after salvation after salvation. New people coming in, one after the other. It's because of the love that binds us. And if you are in Christ, it can happen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, we want to thank you. As the group comes up here, I just want to thank you, Lord, uh, that your Holy Spirit would give us your direction. As your presence, Lord, becomes full in us, and we do recognize, Lord, that our own desires, our own selfish ambitions, are, they can wait. We declare them, we give them over to you, Lord. But as you give us direction as to how I'll proceed towards the future as you give us the direction as to what is next for this particular church. And what is next for every single individual individual here in this church and even for those who are uh, watching online this morning. And we thank you, Lord, that you have great things for all of us. It is through our submission, through our surrender, through our let go of our own interests that you lift us up and we achieve goal after goal after goal. And we will feel successful because it's not our success. Lord, it is your success. Hallelujah. It is the growing of your kingdom that we are all interested in. So Lord, we set aside our our own preferences for the sake of the lost and for the sake of the others. We thank you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that as as we think about all these things, that you would help us, Lord, to, to cope, to let go to be free, to be surrendered. And then all our good ideas, Lord, you will use every single one of them to glorify your name. Nobody will be left behind. Nobody will be considered, no, my idea didn't count. Everyone's idea, once we are in, you will count because you don't do anything just for the reason, or just for the simple fact of doing. You do things. You have a purpose. When we utter a word, you wanted it to be for encouragement to others. You meant it to be to build someone else up. That's why, Lord Jesus, this morning we surrender, we surrender, we surrender, we surrender. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. And we thank you. Great, mighty things, miraculous things will happen at the Markham Missionary Church. Hallelujah. And the people of God say, amen. Praise the Lord.